What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Recording in progress. Oh, no, I'm leaving. Oh, <laughs> man. Here we go again. What what's is up, the, uh, What's up? What's up? Oh, you know, I just hate life, but glad it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Overworked and underpaid lipstick on a pig, that whole thing with the work, you know. Chris is in his bag right now. I see. <laughs> hey, yes, y'all viewers, make sure y'all get a Chris. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, man, we're at the end of the week, fellas. And in, in one week, we will be in a place where the COVID cases are high and the weather is nuts. And you might see some good eye candy. Well, for you guys, at least, <laughs> we're gonna be in Miami. Yeah, it's okay. We'll bring we'll bring some blindfolds for them. Please do, please do. Late night. Yeah. Late night. What? what? <laughs> oh, wow. It's Friday night. <laughs> oh, uh, man. We should record in, in Miami. Nah. Kind of switch it Bro, up. Bro, the whole point of being in Miami is to get away from everything, isn't it? Oh, well, we still going to record. Okay. <laughs> if we don't yeah, record, I mean, let's record on the street then. On the street. Well, okay. Now you, now you see. Not like. Not like. I'm not like. Yeah, what is he talking about? Stop random people, but like. <laughs> While we're out on the town, like, hey, that would no, like, I feel like that might be like copying off a lot of other like places. But I have seen those little YouTube videos where like they'll talk about people, like they'll talk to people on the street about certain things. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, maybe that might be cool. I don't know, go wrong action, like, like about like mental health or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, and I mean it'd be a lot of work for Cedric because he's oh, yeah. record down there, but he's he's the one who normally does the editing for us. So hey, said, yeah, that's a no. down there, right? Nah. Oh, I so mean, we can record it at our place, but I'm not about to walk around and ask people random stuff. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you ain't gonna. You ain't got. You can't do nothing else. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing I just, that. I'm just fucking with you. Well, here, let's let's do this. Any of our listeners that uh, listen in on Tuesday, send us a comment, like anything like that, and tell us. Should we do a roaming session while we're in Miami? Nah. And who controls the email? Because I feel like Sandra can make sure that. Yeah, he controls the email too. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, comment on somebody's post. <laughs> hey, send it to the Instagram page. Like, <laughs> yeah, direct direct comment right into our page. That way, we all see it. For those who do not know, our email address is Men of the Year Pod at Yahoo.com. Which Cedric filters everything, so if something doesn't get brought up, blame him. Yeah, pretty much. It says the beginning of every episode. Hell, I might even have the email wrong, but anywho, we are without (laughs) Dempsey again. Um, Yeah, so hopefully Dempsey will be with us 
next week and we can tease him because we are in a very nice city while he is still up here in Michigan. So, fellas, you guys are good though, right? Yeah, you know. Perfect. It's the weekend, Perfect. so I'm I'm that much better. There we yeah. go. There we go. We're going we gonna to push through. We're going to push through. So today's topic, I think, is something that uh, may plague, you know, communities. Maybe not Maybe not communities, but, but I think families, a lot of people today. Friends, but uh, yes, a lot of people today. Generations uh, even. Yeah, where it really could potentially affect people. But we wanted to talk to our listeners, but we want to talk amongst each other but we also want to have our listeners think about this a little bit but sometimes children are forced to enter adult roles and responsibilities and sometimes it might be unfair but that's just how life is it is how the cookie crumbles so what i want to ask you two gentlemen if i can get your takes on you know what is your overall what are your guys' overall feelings about kids growing up too fast and becoming adults? It sucks. Yeah, dude, it's, it's awful, honestly. Well, like, I'm pretty sure me and Chris both have, um, like, I feel like great stories in this, seeing how, how certain things happened. And also, even for you, Senator, like, you have a different perspective of it from, from the two. So, because I feel like in some ways, like, even when, like, growing up without a father in the house, like there's some ways you're there's certain things you are automatically forced to grow up with, mm-hmm. like forced to grow into, like before you're ready. Yeah, and it depends too on on amount of siblings, where you rank within them, like what your your personality is. Because I mean, here's the thing: if I was a goofball, I'm probably not going to try and grow up like that. I'm just going to be a goofball. You know, right. no offense to my younger brother, but that's that's how he's been like his entire life. Uh, you know, there's probably things that he's done like adult wise as a kid that I didn't know about for the most part. I mean, he was the type that would just like sit back and let whatever happened, happen and just enjoy himself. So let me ask you this, Chris. And I know that all of our experiences, like the things that we talk about are normally anecdotal, right? So I want to find out from you. Do you think that the way that he behaved, do you think that was like a cry for attention or the, you know, his coping mechanism? Um, to be honest, like, I, th- I kind of think so. Um, like we grew up without our father cause he, he died when we were all young. So it was just my mother. And I mean, having four kids and all this other stuff, like it's not, it's not easy for a single parent to deal with. I mean, said so you can relate. Right. Um, yeah. it's just, it's, it's difficult on everyone. Now, different people handle it differently. Right. Like that's just the nature of life. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like what Justin was saying, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Some cookies crumble down the middle. Some break off a little piece at the edge, you know. Um, I can't speak on his behalf. I do think that there are times where his his demeanor was a cry for attention. Um, but it's also, I think, something that was ingrained in him for his personality. So I don't know, like, how much of it was a cry for attention or how much of it was just his personality. Um, but I mean, he's remained goofy and, and shit like his entire life, but he's definitely matured a lot. Um, but like looking at it from my point of view, because I had to grow up so, so quickly when I was young, like I look at it as like he was immature, but I think he was just actually just being a kid, like the way we probably should have been, you know? 
That's 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 bad. That's crazy. That's dang. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Like the YouTuber first grew up so early, him being able to enjoy his childhood, maybe seeing, you know, okay, that's that's good, bro. Yeah, because like. I mean, without without like having like deep conversations with them, which I don't know like how often you guys do with your with your siblings. Like, I don't really talk about my childhood with my family at all because I mean, it was a little traumatic for me. But like, that's my perspective. Is like he was able to enjoy his, his childhood because he was you know goofing off all, a lot and all this other stuff. But I mean, it could just be like like what Cedric said, his cry for attention, his his need for uh, a way to cope. You know, mine was to try and help out in every every way, shape possible. That way I felt like I was needed or wanted. Um, so, I mean, it just, it all depends on like, I guess what we're, what we're kind of born with as far as like a personality. Cause I think we do have some kind of like ingrained personality, soul type thing that leads us down a certain path. Now, how far down that path we go depends on psychology, sociology, the environment we're in everything like that so mm-hmm. yeah no that's a great take chris you're um you're bringing up some some valid points and like i said i know it's all based <laughs> upon your <laughs> i know it's all based off of your own experience but i think a lot of people can actually relate to that like i personally feel that it can take a toll on a child because at the end of the day, it's still a child. I don't think that a child should be, you know, thrusted into a situation that could possibly be detrimental. It's too much. They're, they're too young and they're too naive. You know, um, I, I, it may even be unfair at times to ask a child to do things that a man or a woman should do at the end of the day. So uh, that's where I will probably struggle with, um, you know, having kids grow up too fast. Like I have I have sons and I would never want them to feel like they have to take on a role to better the family. So um, that's why that's why I kind of feel that way right now. But um, I mean, do you guys know of anyone? Are there any instances or examples that either you guys or a friend or family member had to take on adult responsibilities earlier than expected? Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I ever told you guys the story about my mom being shot and stuff. No. About being what? I'm sorry. Like about my mom being like shot and like being in the wheelchair and stuff. Oh. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah. So basically, it was just like. Uh, Basically, uh, like my mom did drugs, whatever, and uh, so from my understanding, like not a lot of family passed things down. So she got actually got shot in like a drive-by, uh, because I guess she had owed to do money. You know how it is when you owe somebody money. Right. This is the situation, blah blah blah. So so she ended up getting shot, but she was pregnant with my brother at the time. So she had a choice. It was either keep my brother. And uh, you know she'd be paralyzed, or they would have to flip her on her stomach and do surgery on her back and stuff like that. And then she wouldn't have been able to uh, obviously keep the, the baby because she would have been applying pressure on. Her. Correct. So, and it's crazy to think about this now because, like, I feel like there's like a hospital bed that has a solution for this in today's world. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So boom. So now, um, you know, my mom's paralyzed. So like, 
when I don't know if any of, uh, of our other listeners like have a parent that may be paralyzed from the waist down, it's a lot of fucking work. Like, and then also like for me, like, um, I don't know if my mom was just like, like she she always seemed like she was really nice. Other people had a good heart, and then people kind of fucked over. But a lot of people didn't always come out and help her out. So like, my brothers and my sisters, like, we all had to literally be kids taking care of an adult. Um, like making sure she got everything like food, water, and stuff like that. I like I remember in the sixth grade, like the reason why I was like so big, because like I had to put I had to pick my mom up like from her wheelchair and put her into her chair because she had like a she had like a lazy boy that she basically lived in, if you think about it, because she's paralyzed. So that's yeah. So you know. And then I always like uh when she wanted to go for walks, because like so I would like I would have to push her, you know, and stuff like that. And then um it all started off with like so my two my two older sisters, they had to deal with it first. So, because, um, like, I don't remember when she got shot, basically. That's what I'm saying. So me and my sister below me and my brother, we don't remember the things, obviously. But, like, my two sisters were the first ones that had to deal with it. And then, excuse me, my one sister, she got an opportunity because she was really smart. She went with my uncle to go to another school to help her out and stuff like that. So then my older mm-hmm. sister, she, my other sister, my second older sister, she had to deal with it. And, like, I could just tell, like, she was just, like, I just remember, like, she was, like, stressed. Just, like, because she was basically the leader of the house. Like, she had to make sure we got up for school, boom, 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 did all this other work. And then, finally, I think it got it got to the point where she ended up, like, you know, running away and stuff like that. Just, like, because, like, it's a lot, man. It's, like, a lot to put on it. And then, like, even in those situations, there's other things I just want to go on and talk about. But then, so now she leaves. So now I'm the next oldest, right? Yeah. So now I got to try to, like, start doing all this stuff, like, where, like, when she was there, like, I was able to be a kid a little bit, but not too much, you know? Because, like, like I said, being able to take care of my mom, like, if she has to use the bathroom or anything like that, if she's hungry, like, waking up in the middle of the night because she needs, like, water, food, or just, you know, everything. Like, just because that person literally depends on us for everything. Mm-hmm. So, boom, now... Now I'm next in line. So now I have to like take in charge of like make sure everyone gets up and stuff like that. Make sure this is done, this is done, this is done, and stuff like that. And it's just like boom. I didn't and then I was also luckily um I was playing football at the time too. So um it wasn't too bad. And then me and my mom just like things just got too bad where I ended up running away. And then now, yeah, yeah. So like now it's my little sister's turn. So now she has to step up and now she's getting robbed of her childhood too. You know, so it was just like slow, like perpetuation like, of, of yeah. And yeah. then my little, yeah. yeah, my little brother, he got it towards the end too. But by then, he like my little brother was able, and like a lot of bad stuff happened to him too. Too, so I don't say that, but he was able to be a kid a lot longer than all of us. Yeah, you know, so like it, it like it, it sucks, man. Like, and then like, um, like so, I chose to look up the effects of it, and like it's crazy, like just. Um, like I know people maybe um, in my family and stuff like that, like that have experienced experienced this this like whole thing. I'll read out to you guys, mm-hmm. like um, like happening because it's like and then like now it's like for me it's like wow, they go through all this is crazy. But um, so basically, the effects is like the most common uh, general effect uh, of all are uh, poor self care or uh, self harm workism trying to take care of everyone else, people-pleasing, self-esteem issues, constantly trying to do more than you're physically capable, 
capable of or having standards for yourself that are too high and completely unrealistic and feeling unwanted. And I was like, damn. I feel attacked. I checked every single one of those fucking boxes, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. And, like, Like, you guys get get on me on a lot of those, too. And, like, I want to change that about me, but that's just – that's crazy. Honestly, bro, I think I just – like, I deal with all this. I think I just fake it till you make it, bro. I just fucking try to just be positive and confident. And if I got to fake it, I just – you know, because I didn't have a choice. You know, like, I think I'm so used to always being thrown in the deep end. I don't have a choice but to seek or swim. Just, like, as – like, I was explaining the story. Like how that happened. Like, I don't think I had a choice. <laughs> but um, yeah. and I mean that's that's the that's the bad thing about growing up like that because everyone's like, oh man, you know, you're so strong. You know, you had to grow up early. That's great. And all this other stuff, but they don't actually see why you had to grow up. Yeah, you know? and, and it's, it's like yeah, they don't understand it, and it yeah. it doesn't make well. sense. Like, why would you why would you want somebody to go beyond their means? when they're still developing, like you're, you're telling them like, Hey, do more than you're capable of. Yeah. You can't like, focus on what's really happening to you at that yeah. point in your life. That and like, you're, you're telling them to go beyond when they're developing, like that's going to have lasting effects, no matter, no matter the way you look at it. You know, yeah. there might be some people where like that, that lasting effect is absolutely positive and fantastic. Right. Yeah. But when you, when you break it down, almost every one of the listeners here, people that you know, that you, you've had, confident conversations with like or uh, conversations in confidence with like we all have demons and yeah. a lot of us that have like really strong demons it's because like we were forced to grow up early now sure some of it we can we can say like it's on our parents and all this other stuff but i think as as a whole it's society it's the, the culture in our country because i mean even if we look at like the way work is how are our parents supposed to be able to take care of us when they can't take care of themselves because these companies work them like dogs, you know? Um, and for, for low wages, I mean, when we look at, when we look at wages across the U S for starting wage, um, compared now to back in like the eighties or nineties or even, or even, you know, early two thousands, like it doesn't change much at all. And the cost of living has gone up almost triple since the eighties. Uh, like the, the, you look at your staples like egg, bread, milk, uh, school, taxes. It's just it's it's crazy how much pressure we put on others. And a lot of people complain about it, but not not anyone's really doing anything about it. Because if, if we would all just like mass together, to try and fix it, we could probably have like programs where kids don't have to, you know, figure out where their next meal is going to come from for their entire family. You know, um, yeah. There's this a lot of them. Yeah, but you want to know what's fucked up and like, because like, like all my life I always believed like never to be too down on myself because somebody always got it worse. Than me. Like think about those kids yeah. in the third world country. Yeah. Like you got yeah. like I know we have our trauma and stuff like that. I don't take away from that. But I think even in even being in America, what for what it is and whatever, like we're still. Our, our trauma and forced to be and grow up is still a lot better than, um, like, I seen a, a, a kid, uh, it was on Facebook, and this kid, I, I promise you, bro, he had to be, like, five, maybe five. He was cooking rice, like, with, a like, a handmade fire in one of these circular bowls with some rice, and, like, cooked, he basically cooked them breakfast, 
and this kid was like five and his, his, his sister had to be two or three she so you gotta think for that little boy to know how to do something at that age imagine mm-hmm. he had to go through something like his parents are probably gone or something like that that little kid that so it's yeah um, there's there's yeah. the fact that we have we have clean drinking water like yeah how often exactly. how often do we really have to i mean outside of like the flint michigan crisis that's that's still ongoing like how often do we really have to worry about needing to boil our water or anything? Yeah. Like how many people actually know that you're supposed to boil your water to get out a lot of the minerals and excess like things that could actually be poisonous to your body right. or, yeah. or, or deadly to your body, you know? So I think um, I want to acknowledge, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like I just, I don't like when people get too down on themselves because I always say, hey, like not to discredit anybody's story like that. But just think about like a way that, like for me, it was like always a way to cope and get through it. Whatever I was dealing with, I was the fact that I knew that somebody else had it worse than me, and it could be a lot worse. Like it kind of helped me get through a lot of stuff. Does so it make like, you sad though? What do you mean? Like, like think I'm, of think of all the pain that you you've gone through, and somebody's felt more pain. Like that, yeah, me, like yeah, especially that, as yeah, a kid, that, like that's just that's just yeah, that's it's like sad. A, I don't know if that's like a bad coping mechanism for us. Because like just thinking about it that way. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't think that I want to have a kid. Like, if I end up having a kid, it's going to be someone that I I would adopt because, like, I know that they've probably had to go through some shit. That's why they're you know in a spot to have to be adopted. You know, so yeah, I definitely. And they need to be nurtured more than I think anybody because they've they've already been through hell and back in their own way, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it's just overly sad to me. I think. Yeah, yeah, like I think when I think conflicts or you know unfortunate events occur that again push and thrust kids into situations where they have to prematurely become an adult. Um, Justin, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you're saying that you don't want to discredit anyone who is going through something even worse than you are. But at the end of the day, I, I want to ask you this. Do you feel that when you when you think that way, do you feel that it's going to diminish your, I guess, your whole entire, I guess, emotions behind mm-hmm. it and everything? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want you to, to think that because somebody is else has, has got it worse than you that you are neglecting what you've been through. So I kind of want to ask you and, and kind of get your take on that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, like, do you think it's fair that because somebody else is going through it worse, you shouldn't feel that, hey, because they they have it 10 times worse than I do, I need to just push through because my situation isn't so bad after all yeah um honestly i think part of me like part of it was like it was like i don't i want to say like develop into me because like my mom would tell us stories about it like and like i think like my mom like she had a weird fucked up way of teaching us the world lessons that were harsh but like later in life as an adult like i understand them i guess Mm -hmm. like she was basically kind of always even though our situation was like fucked up she was like always trying to make it seem like hey you should be grateful no matter what if i guess like in a weird way if that's one thing i can teach my kid to be to be grateful about life and stuff like that i think the chances of them turning into a good human being and 
you know, living a good life is very high. Mm-hmm. If that's the one lesson I had to pick to, to teach my kids to be grateful, I probably would do it a lot better ways of doing it. But I think so, like, the fact that my mom was always preaching being grateful, being grateful. And then at the time, you know, like, this was during the whole uh, feed of children thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would constantly see stuff like that on the TV. Like, it's like, you know, 30 cents a day will feed a child. And my mom would say, like, you know, like, yeah, I know our situation is not the best. But look, you could be in this situation, you know, where you see these kids in Africa and stuff like that. Like, they're begging another country for 30 cents a day just to uh, feed a kid. And then my mom actually, uh, I remember for a short while, I remember that she actually did adopt one of those kids and did that. And, like, was, like, giving a little bit of money um, towards that. I don't know how long she did it for. I do remember that she, like, she, like when you adopted the kid and stuff like that, they sent you a picture of them and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I just remember, man, like, that could be me, man. Like, just, you know, like, my situation could a lot be, be a lot worse. Like, even to this day now, like, when bad stuff happened to me, like, I, I can get up fast. I feel like I get up faster than a lot of people mm-hmm. when bad stuff happened to them. Because I'm just like, you know, I feel what I feel for a little bit, and then I'm like, I got to get up. I got to get up. So, because, like, it could be a lot worse. So, like, just get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we were we were talking about it a bit earlier too, like just having that positive mindset and trying to will positive things like to happen. Like that's 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 one of the things that I think is a positive that can come from it. Or like you were saying, like yeah. I mean, it has a negative origin, but like the fact that we can get up a little bit faster and brush it off. Like there are positives that come out of this this negative yeah. situation, but like the fact that like you're even saying like, Hey, we just have to keep that positive outlook. Cause that positive outlook that can change the momentum of a lot of things. I agree with you on that. So yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered your question completely and stuff like that. Like, like I know like eventually, cause like now I'm back in the States, I will start going to therapy and stuff. And those, these are probably some things I probably will talk about in those sessions, sessions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Okay. Okay. No, you, you did answer it. I was just curious. I didn't want you to feel like you were neglecting your, oh, your, no, your no. feelings and your thoughts because somebody else was going through it worse than you. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, that's like, I feel like that's you being like a good friend. Like just check it on. That's also, that's also his, his early childhood trauma kicking in, yeah. uh, making sure people are taken care of and okay. Yeah. Talking well, about, yeah. Chris, are you talking about me? Yeah. I don't I don't think that you check in on us pretty pretty Oh often. yeah, I do check in on a I'm lot sure of people. I don't yeah. think that that's uh I don't suffer from any um uh, like we'll traumas because of it. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to I was trying to compliment you, but okay. No, you're I, just a, I, you're just a wholesome good person who didn't have a bad bad uh bad childhood. I get it. Oh I didn't have a team I didn't have you. an all <laughs> yeah, team needs you, team needs you. Um I think for me, um I personally got thrown into uh into the fire but i wasn't necessarily a child i was more so a teenager okay and um i remember back when uh my mom unfortunately her her um her dental office was because my my mother is a dental hygienist and her uh, her office was downsizing so they pretty much just eliminated the entire office that was like 
specific to that city. And, mm. you know, so she got laid off. And this was around a time where it was tough to get jobs and, and things like that, even if you did have a, you know, a skill. specialized skill set. Exactly. What, and this is probably 1990s. Um, close. It was probably like 2003, 2004. Uh, So she lost her job. And the only person who was, you know, it was just my, my younger brother and I and my mother, it was just the three of us. And, you know, we had, she she had a house or we had a house. She had a house actually. Um, And there was no line or streams of revenue coming in except for me. And I was working at McDonald's and that's, this is where, you know, um, minimum wage is like $5 and 15, excuse me. Yeah, thank you. So I was the only one, I was only getting paid like five fifty. It kind of messes with me a little bit because, you know, I was trying to be a teenager, but I was also still trying to make sure that I was being as supportive as possible. And unfortunately, um, you know, the house got foreclosed on, but there was a, there were times where we, we didn't have enough money to get food. And I, you know, I would try to rummage up as much as I possibly could. And, you know, when you're 16 and 17, you're trying to get your first car, you know, you're trying to drive, you're trying to to impress some some teenage girls. Yeah. Um, you're. Uh, what other things are you trying to do um, that involves a lot of money? I mean, shoes, I'm, new clothes, clothes, things, things of that nature. And Sports. I was, and I was, yeah. And I was trying to, I guess, um, make the most out of my teenage years. And I remember, um, I remember one time, I think, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was my, my younger brother. He may have asked, no, it was, um, it was my mother's boyfriend at the time. Like she, uh, he had asked if I was going to like help out with, you know, bills and things like that. I said, yeah, sure. And yeah, he, he asked me, well, okay, well, how, how much do you think you're going to you chip in? And all I had was like 20 to like 30 bucks at the time. I'm like, well, here, just take this. And uh, I, I think he, he thought that I had a lot more and he just went in on me, not like physically or anything, but he like, it made me feel a, a certain way, like, you know, because I wasn't because I had a job, I should have I should have taken care of of everything at home more. I should have put the, the family first. And I, sometimes. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. Personally, I felt that I was being a little selfish on that because of how, you know, he made me feel about that. Mm. And. You know, I was kind of struggling with, all right, do I be this family man at the age of 16 or do I try to make the most and the best out of my teenage years? Because I only got a couple more years to be up under the house. But a part of me, I I was down on myself because I felt that, um, you know, I wasn't being, I guess, quote unquote, a team player and that that kind of affected me a little bit, you know. And yeah. So nowadays, I'm I'm a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking? Altruistic. I'm, I'm very. I don't think that I'm a selfish person now, but due to that event of you know us not having money, and the only person who did was myself, and I didn't 
pick the right choice of choosing family because I chose myself at that time. That yeah. that yeah, that really that really got under my skin a little bit. So again, I nowadays, I mean, what eighteen years later, almost twenty years later, I'm more of a of a whole whole person, and you know, my integrity is up, and I try to make sure I'm being as morally um, morally whole than I used to be as a child. So okay. I think uh, that that situation there was probably the one that kind of was my like epiphany where I got to be like, you know what? I got to stop thinking about myself. It's bigger than I am. I got a younger brother who's, you know, uh, he's going to need help. Unfortunately, we all had to move out. My mom, she moved to Chicago. We stayed with a fr- family friend and things like that. But yeah, that, that affected me a lot. Um, I don't really, I don't, haven't really told a lot of people about that, but I think that's probably why uh, I'm a little more selfless and uh, yeah. I mean, but fun times. <laughs> like, I don't want to sound selfish on this, but at the same time, like now, now that we're adults, like I try and picture one of us telling the kid like, Hey, that's not your money. That's everybody's money. But like, you're a kid, yeah. you know, like it's just, like and I, but I also understand because like a lot of the money that I was making like went towards me paying for like school supplies and stuff like that, so my mom didn't have to pay for it. Um, and then also helping to pay with like car insurance and bills and stuff for the house because she's never really had that great of health when we when we were living in Michigan, so she couldn't really hold down a job much. But like, it's just it it's crazy to me that like as a kid we have to not think of ourselves we have to think of others like that's i think part of the issue that we were trying to discuss earlier is like you're taking away your your sense of joy and and finding things as a kid in order to take care of other people to where now like as adults we put more onus on other people and i think that's kind of a, a an epidemic that a lot of people have gone through and are still going through to where it's like we're not focusing on our mental health, our well-being, our physical health and stuff as much as we should because we're caring more about others or, you know, putting forth effort on someone else's behalf and not equaling or doing greater for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, my mom, she never fought to me for that. She never... I, I don't think we have even had a conversation about it because of the fact that, you know, um, her significant other, <laughs> uh, unwarrantedly, uh, or unwarranted, excuse me. Uh, I mean, he went in on me about it. I was like, damn, uh, yeah. All right, here, here you go. Um, but I never faulted her and she's never faulted me or anything like that. I, I was really disappointed in myself, uh, because I didn't view, that family should always be on the high, the highest pedestal. And at the time, I mean, I'm, I was naive, you know. Well, we didn't uh, know what money was really about when we were teenagers, yeah. and kids, you know. Right? Yeah, and I, I'm a kid. You know, I was a kid and wasn't an adult or anything like that. So I don't know. It just um, it gave me perspective a little bit, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a. That was a, a bizarre situation to be in. Like I said, it was kind of my little oh shit moment. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, that little conflict that I had kind of shaped a lot of who I am today. 
anybody need anything, I don't think that I would hesitate to help people out. So, no, you're definitely good friend. Like when it comes to definitely stuff like that, you're always available to help people. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was probably my only moment where I had to, you know, grow up really fast. Because after that, I didn't have any issues, you know, donating sharing. money. So yeah, sharing. So well, like, I mean, it's just it, it's crazy. Like if we if we think about like some of the shit we used to spend money on as kids, like I look at it, I'm like, why would I do that? You know, like as an adult now that I know like the value of money, mm-hmm. like I worked for for all of my money. Like I, I did landscaping as a kid. I did uh, paper routes. I collected pop bottles and returned them to uh, recycling centers in Illinois because they didn't have that ten cent um, return or whatever. And like I've I've always been like hustling as long as i can remember but like i never really understood money so like when i would spend money i'm like man i've got all this money i've got so much things i can do but when i looked at the grand scheme of things like when i started helping out my mom I'm like man i ain't got shit like i was making kind of like what you all well, in in a way it was like it was it was low money like at the time it was it was a lot to me because uh i think the the company i worked for was a subway they paid above minimum wage i think it was at like seven seven fifty eight fifty something like that so i was making good money but like i also didn't understand that like a family of four or like when my brother went off to college a family of three the amount of money that it takes just to keep lights on at the house just to keep food on the table like it's just it's crazy in a way, I, I kind of wish that as a kid, they teach you about money and how little money, like how, how far it does not go. But at the same time, like we're still kids. We shouldn't have to worry about it. But the reality of the world is that like we're, we're always put in those positions. I mean, shit, there's, there's us three, right? Dempsey's probably had some situations like that but probably not as much as us but like just think about it that's three out of four people on this podcast uh if we go and ask like four random people that we know i guarantee we'll probably get the same ratio of three out of four mm-hmm. right um that's just unfortunately as justin said earlier too the way the cookie crumbles but like how do we address it to where it does not become a long systemic problem for mental health and well-being for young adults for adults, for children, both men and women. Because, I mean, shoot, there's there's got to be women out there that have probably struggled harder than we have when it comes to stuff like that. Because we see right now the all the things that they have to fight for just to even get close to equal pay. Mm-hmm. So, said you're, you're 550. I mean, yeah, you know, it's close to minimum wage. A female co-worker, probably been working there longer, probably got paid as much or less than you did, right? And if she's trying to do the same thing for her family that you're doing for yours, or like how we both had mothers, like that amount of money isn't going to go as far. Um, So like they have to put in more work. They have to mentally prepare for those long, long days, long nights without food, without, you know, being able to provide. And just think of the the mental toll and anguish it probably puts on someone because that's your, that's your child that you're not able to support, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not just on the kid, it's on everybody. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, no, you're right. I was also going to say, because I have two children, I don't ever want them to feel that they have to be adults, like, earlier than expected. Like, you have a childhood, 
live your childhood have as much fun as possible like my oldest he always complains that he will he cannot wait to be an adult he can't wait to grow up and it's not because that you know he doesn't like the rules of the house or anything like that but he he sees all this cool stuff cool stuff quote unquote that we get to experience as adults. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's a coping message. <laughs> this, like, bro, it's a mess out here. You think all this stuff, you, you think that all this glitter is gold. We have to work That's hard. Sweet. We got to get it from the mud and everything, man. There's a lot of people who, you know, you, you should definitely be very thankful and grateful for what you have. And this is why we want you to live your childhood to the fullest. Don't rush to grow up. You'll have your entire life to grow up and be I want to join you in high school, Billy. <laughs> Stay here. Stay as long as you can. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, like I said, they, they both have their, their lives ahead of them. You know, just enjoy your childhood. You know, play play all the sports that you want, the video games, run around, do whatever you want. But coming out here in the real world, world this ain't it i'm gonna flip the script on you guys a little bit do you think because we had our childhoods cut short stipend whatever like or staunch staunched like do you think that's why we act like big kids at times you know just joking around do you think that like the way the way we act sometimes like the immature acts and stuff that we have it's because we grew up too early uh, and had to take on different roles and responsibilities that we weren't able to actually like make that natural progression. So we don't know how to act and stuff. Or do you think it's just like men are men? We always going to play video games no matter how old we are. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Streets of rage. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it, it, it could be a little bit of both. I mean, Oh, I, I don't know. That's uh that's tough. I mean, I like I like who I am today. <laughs> you know, if I if I can think about it and and, and kind of summarize it, I like who I am today. Um I don't I, I don't want to diminish any of the hardships that I've ever been in. Um because that's that's how that's what shapes us, that's what shapes our personalities and our you know, creates our habits and what we need to do and what we don't need to do as we uh experience different things in life uh i mean just for me i just i mean yeah i do like doing things that i don't think that i would ever had to the chance to experience because maybe i was uh you know you know because you know when you're younger there's yeah there's things you can't do and that some other people can do and maybe when you become an adult you're like hey i can finally experience this even though i might be like 10 15 20 years late i'm just gonna do it so yeah it, it could be a little bit of both i think this is definitely a good episode though i'm definitely curious to see the feedback on it i like you guys said at the beginning of the episode it's um it's a lot of people who who have experienced this i know maybe in the black community um and justin you could probably attest to this you know, we uh we have to grow up fast because life yeah. out here is real for us. Now, I'm not right. saying that it's not real for any other eth- uh, ethnic groups, but I mean, you know, yeah. we already got the the chips. Uh, yeah, 
stack, know, stack I feel like our parents, yeah. I feel, and I think as a community, I think we do that on purpose. It's like to try to, I think it's like a safety thing to try to help prepare your kid as fast as possible, but still allow them to be a childhood, enjoy the childhood. But I, um, I've talked to some of my other friends with kids and like, just like where their kids at compared to like other people's kids that I know, like, or just even my nieces and nephews, I'm like, damn, like, they don't really know. This shit get real out here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is what it is, though. I think I, I would never comment on anyone else's parenting style because I'm not a parent, so I can't tell somebody how to raise their kids. Yeah. But it's just like little life lessons. I'm like, I see uh, other people are learning faster. And then, but at the same time, how do you know you're not starring that kid for telling them something too early? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like it's tough to juggle. It is. That's why. That's why. That's why I said yeah. I never talk to anybody. I would never speak on anyone's parenting style. Yeah. Because like yeah. It, each, it's it's touchy. Like <laughs> each person is different. different. Each person is different. So it's like, yeah. well, it might be too early for one kid. It's too late for another. So it's yeah. like parenting is literally a giant guessing game. Yeah. Do I do this? Well, professionals say this. Cool. Okay. Well, my kid's not in the norm, so I just yeah. fucked my kid up. Like exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I think we fucked up so many kids with the whole ADD medicine and shit like that, just because they learned different than what research and showed at the time. So y'all made them feel, or I don't want to say y'all, so people made them feel weird, yeah. or like something was wrong with them, and now they realize like a lot of these kids are actually really smart. Just they learned a different way. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Like, when they thought lobotomies were a good idea, mm. well, that was wrong. <laughs> Let's take this giant needle and just shove it up your nose. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, I, I uh, fellas, when you, if and when you guys have children, nope. um, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm on a two year plan right now. You know, I'm on a two year plan, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, watch me go to Miami, meet some girl. Like, hey, we should get married. No, just... <laughs> oh, okay. hey, I'll be down for a Miami wedding. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't get married while I was in Vegas, so that was a good thing. Well, yeah, Justin, like you said, I mean, this this was a very thought provoking episode. Um, Please comment oh. on any and all posts and or sources of where you get this podcast. And also, we're gonna play a dating game, with Chris. Win a dinner with Chris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like what? Hey, wow. like, platonic romantic doesn't matter. Dinner is dinner, right? No, <laughs> no, we got a date with purpose. So if you yeah. try to get a relationship out of it, hey, hey my no. purpose is food, man. Dude, <laughs> like, no. come on, now. What if we do like a speed date with Chris? Man? I'm telling you, like, hey, that might help him out. A speed dating event just for me—that that seems a bit much. Uh. It would be funny to laugh at though. I would I would totally be okay with paying for I know you would that's meal, a- you know exactly. I mean for the entire you know the, the cost of the meal. I would be, be sitting times in the okay corner with, with a with a camcorder just watching me. No oh, man. No man. No. I'm just saying hey, that's that two I, dates. I, I split the bill. That's all. Hey, that's two dates, ladies. So if you guys want to go on a date with Chris, hit up uh said in the email box. It's like the, uh, <laughs> You know, Cedric will pay for the second date. If it's another girl, I, I got the uh, the second date. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, fellas. Well, you guys know the routine at the end of the episode. What is or are your pop culture theme or themes of the week? 
All righty. You want me to start off or you want to start off? Um, let's you know with, I've been beat. Let's go, go with ahead. two. Uh, so, Insecure. I really um, enjoy that that TV show. Or, no, no it's, yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah. Um, I re- Yeah, it's um, about the millennial experience through the lens of two African-American women uh, sharing their 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 stories and things like that one is kind of more on the corporate side of things while the other one doesn't really know exactly what she (laughs) wants to do with her life and you know they're going through relationships how to navigate through friendships etc etc so if you haven't seen it the episodes are only like yeah check it out they're only like a half hour long there's like four or five seasons so I can't believe me and you don't talk about this much because I actually was watching the show. Like, I've been watching little clips of uh, Love and Hip Hop. I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, I used to, I ain't even going to hold y'all. I used to watch that because, man, and it was um, when Stevie J was on. Yeah, like, that's the one I watched. Yeah, Stevie that was the only J. one that I yeah. watched. Yeah, so um, I, don't, I don't care what anybody so, say. It made for good TV. Right. So Insecure is number one. What's your yeah. number two? Yeah, go check out Insecure. I really enjoyed watching that. Um, so Nas dropped his uh sequel album yes. King's Disease 2. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm high on that that J. Cole off season, but you know, I listened to this album, this King's Disease 2, like two times our no, three times, twice in the gym today. I'm telling you, like Lauren Hill is back. Is is back? She was spitting some fire, bro. Like I ain't crazy. Shit, I don't some know. of the OGs yeah. back from when we were growing up. Yeah, like not, I remember Nas when we were growing up. Man, he was just on like, point. EPMD is on there. Eminem mm. is on there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean, if you could spare an hour of your time, I was highly suggest you guys. Highly recommend Nas's King's, uh, Disease, King's two. Disease Two. Oh no! I already listened to that. I, thought, I was I listened to that earlier today. I saw about Lauren Hill. You know, I love her. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Cause man, it was so it was uh, it was really refreshing to hear her make music again. Cause it's been so long. So she got an album, or is it a song? Uh, she had a verse on on the album. Just one verse, or what? Oh no! Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I thought, oh yeah, I got you. I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't know she had like. I was like, I remember. Okay. But no, no my bad. That's all good. What about you, Chris? What will yours be? Uh, both mine are actually going to be movies. Uh, the first one I already quoted during the during the show. It's going to be Billy, <laughs> Billy Madison. Madison. <laughs> uh, a little bit of an opposite there because he was a he he never grew up until it was too late. But uh, the kid kind of reminded me of like when you're you were saying like how your your oldest wants to be an adult. Uh, and I remember there were times too where I was like, man, I wish I could be an adult so I can do all these cool things too. Man, let your kids enjoy kid stuff. You know, they might see the the fun in some of the stuff that we do, but just encourage them just to be the, themselves. Like try try as much as you can to not put them in those situations where they have to feel like they should be an adult or want to be an adult. You know. Yeah. Uh, so stay here, stay as long as you can. Uh, Second one, going a little bit further back for this one, but it just, it, re- it reminded me of like, you know, single parent, bunch of kids, cry for attention in some ways, Bebe's kids. 
Wow. Uh, one of one of one of my favorite like cartoon movies uh, when I was a kid. It just something about it like resonated with me. You know, you got a couple unruly kids that you know, kind of just. It's almost like they just they they needed attention, right? Um, and just like the if you haven't seen it, what is it like eighties, mid eighties? I think like it that? might be uh, early nineties. Yeah. Um, Test two, baby. But yeah, honestly, like if you've never seen it before, I don't know how good it is now that we're adults. But go watch it. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a gem when we were a kid. So um, yeah, just had to pull that one out. Hmm. Appreciate that. Those are two solid movies, man. Two solid ones. All right, Jay Will. What about you, man? You know, I love shouting out our queens. You know, hey, I love you. And he's still <laughs> looking for several queens, too. So, get oh, he's man. shouting you out. He'll shout you out all the time. Give you all the love, too. So, uh, shout outs to uh, Simone Biles. Do I love her? Like, I just like, I just love everything about her. Like, she's like, like just like great, like just for our culture, especially, and then also just like because my niece loves her too. So like I've been trying, I don't know, been trying to program my niece to like her more. So like we always like watching her and stuff like that. So my, uh, uh, this weekend or this week, yeah, my niece was practicing flips and stuff like that. So you know, shout outs to her, and then also I want to shout out to uh, Captain uh, Leslie Jeffries. Like she just became the first uh, African American. Um, Hawk uh, pilot in the North Carolina National Guard, so that's definitely pretty dope. So, uh, that's shout out to her because, like, that's a pretty badass job, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Learning how to do that and stuff like that, and then also just becoming an officer in the army and stuff like that, too. So, that's pretty dope. So, shout out to you two ladies, keep it up. We definitely appreciate you, everything y'all do. Yes, indeed. Thank you for sharing those, Justin. So like we said, we will be in Miami next week. We are taking the podcast to South Beach. We're going to link up with one of our homeboys while we're down there, too. And uh, hopefully we can get you guys play by play of what's going on down there if you've never been to Miami. So and if you're in Miami, come hang out with well, me, Chris, and our buddy can't hang out with Cedric. Yeah, Ced, Ced's <laughs> often, well, considering yeah. our base is mostly female, Cedric is off limits. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that disclaimer, gentlemen. Um, but yeah, Sorry, we will. No trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I told her to get back. I said, hey, <laughs> yeah. security. So we will be in Sobe, Miami. Um, and we will uh, enjoy our time, but we also hopefully can um, share a little bit of our experience while we're down there on next week's episode. Uh, but you guys already know what it is and who we are. We are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Till next time. Peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.